You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcasts.com. Hello, you're listening to Watching Friends, the podcast that goes through every episode of the TV show Friends and discusses it and puts clips in and gives you some facts occasionally. Uh, Who is with me today? I'm Ryan, and if it helps, I could slide over. And I'm Mark. Why hasn't she called yet? Uh, So we're going to be looking at episode 20 of season one or series one if you're British. I don't know if we use series anymore, do we? I think so. I feel, I feel like we've been Americanized and we use season a lot. The BBC haven't, because when the new series of... What's that cop show called? Line of Duty started, okay. it was like, the new series, the new series, the okay. new series. So maybe it's just the BBC. There's a lot of weird Americanisms that come in at times. Um, yeah. like, like when people say, you know, out, 19 August. And it's like, no, 19th yeah. of August, not, not 19 August. August. Uh, it's like ITV Hub. So occasionally my nan will miss an episode of Coronation Street and I have to get her set up on the ITV hub so she can watch the episode she's missed. And it's always really weird to me because it would be like, series 77. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, soaps have series? And I guess it's just an annual thing where like yeah. it's a new year, so it's this series and it's episode like 312. <laughs> and it's really weird to me. I'm like, this is the most like highly serialized TV show ever. Can I get series four on DVD yet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mental to me that, again, tangent, that... Soaps were live back in the day. Yeah. Like now a live TV event is this huge, complicated deal. And then in the like 60s combinations, it was like, now we do 30 minutes twice a week live, no problem. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, we're actually going to be watching uh, the one with the evil orthodontist. That's not the uh, most fun of titles. No, um, I think this is going to be a bit of a low energy show. Probably shouldn't be saying it out loud because you're going to skip right now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I say that because I haven't got a lot of clips for this show, uh, this episode. There just didn't seem to be anything worth putting in. There wasn't much, like, laughter. No, that's fair. It's and a... Or they were overly long. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting episode. It's not necessarily a, a captivating one, I guess you'd say. There's no. not a lot to keep you engaged. Um, but whereas... I guess, you know, we should just get into it and uh, we can find this out as we go along this journey, yeah? Well, I guess like I get a bit of the behind-the-scenes thing for a moment. Um, conversely, the next episode, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to cut about 50 of these clips because like every 14 seconds, there's something worth yep. recording. It's yep. either going to be like a, a good joke or something that's kind of essential for the context of the scene. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, like eight minutes into the episode, and I'm on like seven clips already. So well, sometimes it's really difficult because I'm like, I need to have all of this. I'm basically just recording the scene, yeah. like. I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there wouldn't mind just like Friends Recorded as an episode. And you're like, when I'm at work, at least I can watch it because I know what it looks like in my head. I can listen to Friends at the Gym. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it can be difficult with clips. And I have noticed they do seem to change. Like if it's a good episode, there's a lot of clips because you want to put all the jokes in, all the, 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 the scenes and whatnot. And if it's a bit of a boring episode... Yeah, if it's an episode of a really long scene, it's just a com- like a heartfelt conversation. Mm. Well, it's interesting as a as a watcher, as I guess like to analyze it for the the podcast is a bit like oh, there's not much to really talk about in this no. scene because it's just a ten minute conversation about feelings. Especially if there's lots of long pauses, because I'm sure as a listener you'd be like, has has it stopped? 
What's happening? Is it they still going? Like and that? it's like, no, they're, they're, you know, they're acting at this point, but you can't see it. Uh, but I guess we should get into this now. We've, we've been preambling for about four yeah, minutes. We, we've now, not so. got many clips, but uh, let's get into our first <laughs> clip. We'll do. I would much rather be Mr. Peanut than Mr. Salty. <laughs> no way. Mr. Salty is a sailor, all right? He's got to be like the toughest snack there is. <laughs> I don't know. You don't want to mess with corn nuts. They're crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god, you guys, you gotta come see this. There's some creep out there with a telescope. <gasps> I can't believe it. He's looking right at us. Oh, that is so sick. I feel violated and not in a good way. How can people do that? Oh, oh, god. Oh. oh, you guys, look! Ugly naked guy got gravity boots! <laughs> you know what? Immediately, actually, this is gonna be a longer episode because we're gonna talk about snacks. Snacks. Uh, yeah, none of those had any relevance to us. Nope. I don't know what Mr. Salty is. No, it doesn't sound appetizing. No. Uh, and it made me think of Fisherman's Friend. Yes, one moment <laughs> to the same place. <laughs> so uh, in the UK, there's a... I don't see the adverts much anymore, but Fisherman's Friend, and it's always a guy with a beard, looking a bit like Ryan, I guess, on, <laughs> on a boat, <laughs> talking about Fisherman's Friend, and like, I have no idea what they're selling here. And I was like... Must be like some kind of weird salty snack treat or something, or fish based or something. I, I've had one many, many, many moons ago as a child, um, and I think it was in my mouth for about four seconds before I went, <laughs> just uh, spat it out. Aren't they mint? I don't know what it's supposed to be, but they come in a weird little packet, and it was vile. I think they're meant to be mint. mints. Yeah, but I, I, I was expecting like beef jerky type, you know. Type, type of snack thing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a food substitute. It's definitely no. some kind of like confection meal. Yeah, I guess. yeah, um, yeah. So so weird. So, uh, yeah, everything they've mentioned is is odd. Uh, at least they could have mentioned like a Mars bar, which over here is different. Well, I mean, so. well trying to get snacks in America is weird. Like sweets. Well, you'd think in America chocolate would be the biggest thing ever, and yet oddly not. Mostly because their chocolate tastes like. Well, I'm not going to swear. Like gar- garbage. It's awful. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I, was, I was trying to sum up the taste of Hershey's delicately. But... Okay, I can explain this then in a delicate way. So Hershey's is like gone off chocolate with an aftertaste of sick. Because you... you... <laughs> no, but li- literally... That's delicate. No, because literally, I, I will buy Hershey's Kisses for people from America over here. And I'll go, try this. And they will eat it and go... Well, it's like hard gone off chocolate that's been on a radiator out in the sun for like days or weeks. Yeah. And then there's a really acidic aftertaste and chocolate should not have an acidic aftertaste to it. To me, it's what if an alien came to the planet and tried to make chocolate, mm. that's what it would taste like. <laughs> okay, like they've, yeah. they've, they've came to Earth, found chocolate, gone back to Mars and gone, they've got a thing on Earth called chocolate and everyone likes it. This is what it is and that's what they'd make. Yeah. I mean, we are, we should probably for context add the fact that we're from Birmingham. Well, I am. And Birmingham are famous for Cadbury. The land of chocolate. The land of chocolate. Um, <laughs> the Cadbury world. And uh, Cadbury are a really famous, long-standing kind of British chocolate factory. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like the, the, the high bar of chocolate internationally, I guess. I, I um, guess cheap chocolate. Yes. I mean, you've got like, you kind of like, you've got your Swiss chocolate. Um, and I guess they're kind of lint and like the kind of like the yeah. supposed hybrid chocolates, but it's still just chocolate. Where it's kind of like run of the mill day to day, you want a chocolate bar, you got a dairy milk, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um. So we have, I guess, a very different standard of chocolate. Our chocolates, a lot 
there's a lot more milk in it and there's the, the sugar's not as insane. Well, it's got cocoa in it first start, which a lot of American chocolate doesn't have. No, it's just like chocolate sweet, put sugar in it. And it's like, yeah. well, it doesn't taste like chocolate. No. Um, whereas our chocolate does. Whereas, you know, you go to America as well and you go, I'm going to have a Mars bar. You know, like, this isn't a Mars bar. It doesn't have any caramel in it. It's a Milky Way. Yep. And you get their Milky Way, you go, this isn't a Milky Way. I need to get a free Musketeers bar if I want a Milky Way. Like, that's when you can find it. Yeah. Like, I could find sweets. Like, all I could really find when I was in New York a couple of times was like Skittles. Skittles were everywhere. Yes, Skittles are everywhere. M&M's. Yep. And they tasted funny. They tasted different to British M&M's. Yeah, they taste weird. And then it's almost like my brain's like, it's probably cheaper to make the American version so Americans get what they get because they don't know any better. Well, it's just like you, you'll have like M&M's and go, I'm not satisfied because they don't taste good. Duh. Like I'm just putting some kind of tasteless brown stuff in my mouth. Well, on YouTube, you'll see like Americans eat British snacks. Mm. And every single video of these, it basically goes the same way. They'll try a Jaffa cake and then they'll have a conversation at cake or a biscuit, which is one yeah. of those, you know, British staple conversations. Uh, a bit of small talk. Um, and then they'll try any kind of Cadbury chocolate and they're always like amazed and blown away at how good it is. And yeah. it's like, well, this is what we grew up with. So when we try Hershey's or American chocolate and we're immediately offended, it's because we grew up on Cadbury's. Yeah, American chocolate. What's the cheap Easter eggs that you get over here? They have, I think it begins with a K or something, like the chocolate they use. But there's the, the, you can get different types of Easter eggs. So you get the, the dairy milks and whatever. Yep. And then you get like the cheap, normally licensed brand stuff where they use the cheapest chocolate possible. Yep. That tastes like American chocolate. It tastes chocolate. like chalky rubbish. Yeah. And it's just, yep. it's not good. No. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. American American sweets are, are weird. So I have no idea about any of these these ones. So maybe they're good. I don't, what would the toughest? I mean, I guess technically the toughest English chocolate would be Yorkie. I would have probably gone with Lion Bar. So Yorkie is just pure chocolate. The big slab. Of uh, it's Nestle chocolate. Yeah, it's not as good as Cadbury's, but and, it, and it's like just in large. Slabs and it was advertised as like not for girls, it only was for men for the longest time. Like, Yorkie, not for girls. <laughs> and even on the wrapper, it had like a the female like bathroom yeah. sign with a cross for it, like, <laughs> yeah. not for girls. And apparently, this was fine for decades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then you got the lion bar, which I think is probably the one where it's like got lots of caramel and rice crispy bits in it, and chocolate and lots of other things in there. Now, what's your favorite chocolate bar, Mark? Oh, we could be here for hours. We, we could have a whole podcast chat about chocolate. You can't, you can't list them all. Just pick one. The top. If I was going to give you a no, all of them, they're all a, good. <laughs> a lifetime supply of one chocolate bar in particular, but that's all you could ever have. What would you pick? I feel like it's got to be Galaxy. Galaxy Ooh. chocolate's quite nice and creamy. Controversial. Maybe it would have uh, salted caramel in it. I'm not sure. I, I just, anything. It's all good. I think I'd be boring and go dairy milk. Because I think you can't get bored of I'm, dairy milk. Yeah, no you, no, you could always just constantly eat dairy milk. Um, I'll give you a tip. Dairy milk with some Skittles in your mouth. It, oh, creates, it creates interesting flavours. I'll try this today. Even though Skittles are all the same flavour. They're not all the same flavour. We, we, we have we discussed had, We had this conversation. I had it again yesterday <laughs> with my little sister. And I googled it because I was like, I'm sure it wasn't smart. I'm sure it was Skittles. And science has proven <laughs> that Skittles... Or have different colours in different scents, but they all taste the same, and it's your brain that tricks it. And they mm. blind taste taste tested people, and they did it with juices as well. So they made like a an orange juice, but they made the orange juice green. It was like, oh, it's lime juice, and they what the, what's this? And they drink it and go, that's lime juice. Or you'd see an orange drink when it was really strawberry flavoured, and they go, what's that taste like? And they go, orange juice. And it wasn't; it was strawberry juice, but they because it was orange, your brain tricks you, and that's what happens with skills. So tasting <laughs> the rainbow, the rainbow ain't real. Right, right. We're 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 gonna um. 
carry this off air, I think, this chat. Especially <laughs> as Skittles in America have different flavours. I mean, they don't have E numbers in anymore. They were much tastier when no. I was a kid and they were bad for I, me. I think over in America, Skittles have apple in them. Do they? Yeah, I think the green one's apple, but we don't have apple. We have a lime. Well, they don't because they all taste the same. No, they don't. We're, we're, we'll, we'll cover this <laughs> off air because we're meant to be talking about friends and it's become chocolate chat. Um, so, yeah, that, we, we, yeah, we should have a chocolate chat podcast one day. We could do. Have an episode of just me and you arguing about skill flavorings. <laughs> that. And then we need a Patreon so people can supply us with money to buy chocolate. Yes, Americans or not British people out there. If your chocolate could potentially defunct Cadbury, please send it to us. Yeah. We will try it. <laughs> They'll probably send us durian chocolate. Right. We're, we're going to get off it. dwarves? Like... No, no, no. You know the fruit. The dorian fruit. It's like the smelliest fruit possible. Nope. Right, we'll, we'll carry this off air and I'll, I'll tell oh, you, I'll right, tell right, you right. about the smallest fruit possible. Back to this <laughs> yeah. exciting episode of Friends. Yes. Uh, so we have Monica has noticed that there was a creep with a telescope looking into their apartment. Yep. Now this is where the apartment layout gets confusing. Mm-hmm. So the apartment has always been a little bit confusing because the, the first number was like a, a three or five for Monica's apartment. And they was like, oh no, that's too low because they're meant to be quite high up. So we have to change the apartment number. So it's a higher number on a different level, right? But someone's looking into their window. So you're like, okay, so they're going to be at a position where they can see the apartment quite well, pretty much opposite them, right? Yeah, you'd have to be opposite and up, I imagine. At an angle, you wouldn't get much of a view, I suppose. No. So let's put a pin in it and just remember that for later on. We'll come back to this. So so we're putting a pin in them being opposite the girl's apartment. Yes. Cool. Uh you know, they feel violated and sickened, absolutely disgusted. But, oh, look, ugly naked guys got gravity boots <laughs> and don't realise what they're doing. I mean, um, they maybe, don't have a telescope, I guess. Maybe because ugly naked guys ugly, they feel like it's okay to perv on him because they're not perving on him. Like, they're just observing ugly naked guy. Yes. But maybe they consider themselves, if you're attracted to the person you're looking at, it's pervy. No, I think it's pervy because someone else is watching them with a telescope. That's pervy. If you're just looking at someone through a window... And they don't have their curtains up. That's just you looking at them. I mean, there's no other reason to own a telescope in New York. You're not getting a decent view of the night sky. No, you're not. All that no. light pollution. So I feel like they've got that to be a bit creepy. No, but imagine if you was in one of those really nice apartments, like near Central Park, high up. You'd have a telescope. You'd be like, I can look across the city now. And I could just go, what's happening at the other end of Central Park? Or what's happening on this street? No, it sounds creepy to me. I think it'd be interesting. Like, I mean, you get observation tales and stuff like at the... Uh, one World Trade Center and stuff. Yeah, but that's to get a broader view of the city. Yeah, but that's what you'd be doing in your own fancy apartment. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like the temptation might be too strong. To be like, <laughs> to be oh, like... oh, sexy people <laughs> undressing. <laughs> no, I mean, you'd, you'd probably see more crime than sex, to be honest, like statistically. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes, <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, we then end up at uh, Central Perk, where Chanda is talking about his great first date. He's had a great time, and no one kind of cares. Well, they're kind of like, okay, I mean, it's, well, it's not... It's interesting that you've had a nice first date and you're like, okay, great. If your friend told you that a fantastic first date, you'd be like, awesome. But it's date number one. So naturally the conversation follows of, you're going to see her again then. Yeah, because he hasn't called her for a second date because three-day rule, right? No. no, no we, we've already discussed this before in nonsense. the previous episode where these rules are stupid. Anyone who kind of follows them, probably not going to have a great time dating them. No, no, why are they letting some arbitrary societal pressure yeah. dictate how they live their life? Like, okay, you, you might say at the end of the first date, being like, hey, we should definitely do this again. 
It's maybe a bit pushy, depending on how the date went. We've already established in Friends, though, that saying we'll do this again sometime is a bad thing. Well, I, I kind of meant actually setting up the second date oh, after okay. the first one's ending. Like, I really enjoyed tonight. Let's do this. <laughs> Are you free next Thursday? Yes. Like, yeah. that. maybe that's a bit too intense. Yeah, that's, that's too... You know, let, let the you know let the date settle a bit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stupid rule. Uh, you know, if you know he's had a good time, you should just call her and just be like, hey. Or maybe she should call him and be, hey. Well, I mean, like you said, like if someone's put off you because you're being honest and open, then they're probably not the kind of person you want to date anyway. No. And I mean, have the rules of dating changed? Like in 2021, are they different from the 90s? Like I, I don't know really feeling with the rules of dating uh, currently. You, then, you just ghost them on the app, and then they go, oh. Guess they didn't want to see me again. Ghosting's annoying. Yeah. Because it's only happened to me like once or twice. Um, mostly because I'm pretty blunt and we'll just go like, so we've seen each other again or not. Like, I'm not one if it isn't, if it's a no. Just, I can't be bothered to wonder. Yeah. Um, but it's just, just uh, grow up and like, if you don't want to spend more time with me, just tell me. Yeah, just tell me tell me why you didn't. And we discussed this in the previous episode. Like, yeah. Just tell someone. Yeah, like I was a teenage comic nerd before Marvel was cool. I can handle rejection. Like it's, it's not a new sensation for me to feel. And, and this is this is why Chandler is the way he is because you know people are, probably were like this to him, and he's like, I don't want to go through this. Like, I want to try and follow the the rule to make it successful. And it's like there are no rules. No, and he's not the most optimistic of people. So no, he's ha- not. Having a great first date, it can only go down from there. No, in Chandler's mind, I imagine. Um, Phoebe. Makes him call her though, you know. Phoebe's a good friend; like she, she can push you to to do the right things, right? Uh, anyone can take the phone off the counter. It seems at Central Perk. I guess if you're these guys, like, and and just call whatever number you want, and they're fi- why is their phone on the counter? Like a fo- a phone booth, or you know, a phone on the wall that you put money into. I'd understand. I just think it's the the gang, you know, kind of taking advantage of their familiarity with Central Park. It's just like their sofa's always reserved for them. They always sit around and do what they want. Yeah. They go behind the counter to fix themselves things. They um, ask for eggs. Well, I mean, Chandler did work out at a later date how much they've spent at Central Park, so maybe it's fine. <laughs> maybe they, they solely funded it pretty much. Fair. Like, they, don't, don't upset them. <laughs> if yeah, they leave, yeah. we'll go bust. Yeah. <laughs> Let them use the phone. <laughs> Uh, but you know Chandler does call her but hangs up instantly as it's just her machine and you know we've all left awkward messages right so maybe he's got a point yes there's there's nothing worse than knowing you're being recorded in a when you're not expecting it when you're expecting someone to answer the phone and mm. you get a machine you are like my mind just goes uh what did I want to say why am I talking and then I don't know when to shut up so I'll, yeah. I'll oh, okay I'll see you next Tuesday at this place can't wait look forward to it and then I should just hang up but my brain goes do you end the conversation like that? What am I supposed to say now? <laughs> Toodle pip, cheerio. Doodle, doodle, doodle. I don't know what I doodle, 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 doodle. But like, at, the same, at the same time, because you was expecting a conversation, you kind of want a response back from the machine, don't you? Like, well, I feel like it should cut me off. Like It should tell you exactly how long you've got to leave a message. So you can you have to keep it short. Because I'm rambling off on tangents. Imagine me calling you to try and plan a date. And I'm like, oh, Mark, did you know that Skittles don't have a flavour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be this podcast, wouldn't it? Where it takes us like 20 minutes to start discussing it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think the worst thing is when people give you their number and they're like, so here's my number. 077777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777777
Not very well, but he does. But for now, uh, Rachel and Barry are blocking the entrance to the coffee house. Yeah, so for some reason, Rachel met up with Barry. Well, Barry burst into, you know, their apartment. Yeah, but if the person that... In, I, the, in our previous episode. Yeah, I suppose Rachel's still having a lot of guilt from ditching him at the altar. But then, you know, if I left someone at the altar and then found out they'd been on the honeymoon with a friend of mine, I'd be like, what the hell? Well, we've we've had like a bit of a time skip here. So in the previous episode... Barry just bursts through the door as Ross is about to ask Rachel out for a date. Mm-hmm. And then they've clearly talked. Yep. And clearly he's gone, hey, let's let's go out for a walk and discuss things further. And she's gone, okay, because, you know, she left him at the altar. So there's, in a sense, there's no, like, bad blood from her end. No, like, if anything, he's forgiving her. Yes. So, you know, they've, they've clearly gone somewhere and they've met up. So, fine. Um, he bought her some Chanel... Which she seems more imp- pleased by that she got some Chanel out of this. I mean, it's very Rachel, isn't it? Like, he bought me a nice thing. Yes. Like, like, so, like, Rachel has a weird old school, I guess, mentality of how men should treat her on a date. Yeah. Um, you know, like, take me for a nice food and buy me nice things. And, and she got some dinner. Yeah, she did get some dinner as well. Uh, I, I then wonder, is she falling for him again? Because, you know, he's trying. Or yeah, I he's mean, bought her pretty things. Well, I suppose, you know, you, you leave somebody and sometimes you, you see them afterwards and be like, why did I break up with that person? Like, mm. They were, they seem cool, but they seem cool in the like two hours you spent with them that nice afternoon. Yeah, there's a reason you left in the first place. <laughs> yeah, backsliding is not good. I was gonna say, does, does, does she need, need the gravy boat again? She to, just, to remind her, um, Russia just like buy several of them and leaves them around like conspicuously, but like, oh, look, remember, <laughs> yeah, remember. Yeah. Uh, but you know. <laughs> Ross needs, you know, Chandler's help to, like, get him to, to back him up that this is bad. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to convince Rachel, like, why are you doing this? You left him, mm. remember? He's awful, he's awful, he's awful. And then Chandler's just not responding. No, like, I get he, he wants his wingman there, but at the same time, like, maybe don't use your friends quite like that. Well, it, it's this weird thing where he, Ross is putting his own interest ahead of Rachel. Mm-hmm. So what he should do, if, if you think it's bad, fair enough. Give, but trying to draft your friend in to be like, for potentially, who he knows, Rachel and Barry could hit it off. They could work things out, and then Rachel could be happy forever after. But Ross is putting his own interests ahead of that. It's quite selfish. Well, let's see uh, if it would be forever after. How'd it go? You know, it was uh, its actually really great. It took me to lunch at the Russian tea room, and I had that chicken, you know, where you poke it and all the butter squirts out. <laughs> Not a good day for birds. And then we took a walk down to Bendel's, and I told him not to, but he got me a little bottle of Chanel. Mm, that's nice. Now, was that before or after you told him to stop calling, stop sending you flowers, and to generally leave you alone, hmm? <laughs> right. Well, we never actually got to that. Oh, it was just so nice to see him again, you know? It was, it was comfortable, and it was familiar, and oh, it was just nice. That's, that's nice twice. <laughs> Rachel, what, what's going on? I mean, isn't this the same Barry who you left at the altar? Duh, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, but it was different with him today. I mean, and it, he wasn't like orthodontist guy, you know? I mean, we had fun. Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. Mm, I don't think there is, provided it... Because Barry's obviously looking at it as, I want to get back with Rachel. And you don't really know at this point what Rachel's state of mind is, but she spent the afternoon with Barry and it's like, ooh, it was nice spending time with Barry. And it's like, well, where's this going to go? Like, you know where it's going to lead. So why well, are you putting yourself through it? Well, you've also just seen in the previous episode an engagement announcement with Barry and Mindy. Yeah, like, 
like, is it romantic to like last minute call off an engagement to, or not call off an engagement because you don't know he's not done that at this point, I suppose. No. But it's just, is it? I wouldn't find it romantic. I'd be like, what the hell are you here for? Like, don't, you're about uh, yeah. to get married and you've suddenly rushed to tell me something. I'm like, this is more about your relationship with that person than it is about your feelings for me because you didn't appear after I left. You weren't trying to get me back or anything or you were just gone yeah. with Mindy. So why now am I suddenly important? Yeah, lots of films play that angle of like, oh, well, they broke up for the true love. Like, well, probably should have done that earlier instead of leading on this other person. Like, why have you? Why do you do you and your true love need to leave it to the last possible moment, yeah. really? Because I don't find it entertaining or romantic. I'm like, well, what a crap time for that person. Well, this does happen a lot in Friends, doesn't it? With Ross, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, yeah, Monica as well, and Sean. Yeah, uh, everyone but Joey. True. <laughs> Maybe. Poor Joey. Um, but in the next scene, Rachel goes to see Barry to put an end to this. Uh, and instead ends up having sex on the chair they use at the dentist. Which is gross. Not very hygienic, to be fair. No. Um, I. We've all sat in these chairs. They're, okay, they're, they're quite flexible as chairs because they normally have lots of buttons that move it so they can have you sitting up and lying down and whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're not the most comfy, though. They're not, but given that you can adjust so many parts of the chair independently, I would... <laughs> made this much worse. I was kind of like, you know what? Maybe maybe it could be quite useful to have a sexy dentist chair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, I was just thinking of it just like sitting up right now. You just made it much well, worse. Well, no, the, the, the chair reclines and you can low, raise and lower different parts. So it's probably <laughs> quite useful for, for, you know, the less... And I guess it's wipe clean as well yeah. because, you know... Well, it's... if you are not as flexible, as agile as you may need to be, but you can just bring the back of the chair up to, <laughs> to you know, solve that quandary, why not? How, how old are you, Ryan, when you're thinking about getting a chair to assist you? Hey, I'm just saying, if, you know, if you can't, if you can't reach the place you want to be reaching, let the chair do it for you. <laughs> Either way, it's gross. Like, you know, especially as they don't even wipe it down before, like, patients start coming in. So, I mean... Rachel saying how nice the whole situation is, and then she comments on it. It's nice having the little sink there. Yeah, and it may be just my brain, but I was convinced this was like a spit joke. As a you okay, know, you made it even worse now, like a, a post fellatio joke. <laughs> because I was like, "What do you do in that sink, Mark?" Well, you just spit you out spit the, into the, the, the rinse, right? Why would it be nice to have that sink there after coitus on a chair? To spit? Because you can't wash your hands in it. No, there's no, there's no like free flowing water, is there? <laughs> what has she done in that sink? Yeah, we let's get the riders on, and we need to go. So tell us, why did Rachel think the little sink was was nice? Because maybe I've just got a dirty mind. No, no. But yeah. I'm like, there's no reason to reference the spit you spit into <laughs> unless it's just been used. Ma- ma- you know, may- maybe us doing this podcast is blowing my mind and opening up all these like much deeper jokes. That I never saw for the first time. Friends is saucy. Well, well, it, well we already know it's a saucy show. Uh, yeah, or or maybe it's just your mind goes to goes to places. Well, for, maybe we'll find out one day. I, I think I think you're more right on this because why else would you comment on it? Yeah, it's just it's a needless joke. There's yeah. lots of well, you know, movies love doing that kind of stuff, where they'll put in like a, a double entendre type yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a dirty yeah, joke a dirty, at the dentist's office. Uh, we then head to Monica's apartment where Chandler has written a script to leave. Uh, a message for the the woman he's seen once, um, which is absolutely terrible. When he jangles some keys, yeah, uh, to, some coins and to make, make it sound like he's outside. Like I get it. Like you want to be like, hey, just breezy and casual, and look like I'm busy, and just you know, I've got a spare moment to give you a call. Not been sitting here for two hours trying to write a message to 
Play to you. See, I can't decide how I feel on this one because if someone is calling me, you know, and maybe I want to be a deaverish and be like, take the time to call me properly. But then at the same time, is them squeezing you into their busy schedule quite flattering because they've taken, they found the time to do it? Yeah. I guess my brain wants you to take the time to do it, not find the time to do it. And right. there's, a, there's a romantic difference between the two to me. Or maybe he's just thinking of you constantly at that moment, just needed to call you right then and there. Maybe. But Although, then, surely if he's at a restaurant, she's going to be going, who's he at a restaurant with? Maybe. Maybe she's just, just as neurotic as Chandler and she's going to be like, who is she there with? Is maybe. she on a date? Maybe. Uh, instead, we're going to go back to uh, who the telescope guy is. Look, look, he's doing it again, the guy with the telescope. Oh, my God. Oh, go away. Stop looking in here. Great. Now he's waving back. <laughs> Man, we got to do something about that guy. This morning, I caught him looking into our apartment. It creeps me out. I feel like I can't do stuff. What kind of stuff? <laughs> Will you grow up? I'm not talking about sexy stuff, but like when I'm cooking naked. You cook naked? Yeah, toast, oatmeal, nothing that spatters. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I didn't know that. Now, before we uh, take the pin out, have you ever cooked naked? Yes. No, again, nothing that spatters. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. There's just part of part of me thinks it's a little bit hygiene, and also there's lots of sharp implements everywhere. No, nope, all the time. When and I, drawers and doors and when I lived alone in my apartment <laughs> and uh, my blinds were obviously shut, um, the amount of times I would step out of the shower, like dry myself, and then be like, right. Go put some in the oven, and then by the time you you know dried your hair and got yourself sorted, the food will be ready all the time. Okay, so I always think you overshare too much, and now I have this mental image <laughs> of you just wandering around your apartment naked. I mean, I wouldn't like full on cook. It's not like I'm like making things from scratch while in the buff, but if I'm literally just like slamming something in the oven that's going to be in there for twenty minutes, <laughs> I'm feeling like slamming that in the oven. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, why not? I mean, oh, I, would... I feel like there's just way too many objects to catch yourself on. Do you remember the uh, British sitcom Men Behaving Badly? Yes. That was basically me living by myself. <laughs> okay. I would just like get in from work and all my clothes, sometimes I leave my pants on, would just fall off. And I'd be like, right, I'm relaxing. Get a beer out of the fridge. Hang on. <sighs> Hang on. Were you known as ugly naked guy? Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe <laughs> no. I'm the ugly naked guy of someone else's uh, world. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to ruin a few friends when I tell them how you used to sit naked on the sofa that they sat on as well. Yep, on my sofa. I can be naked on my sofa if I want to be. So we're going to take the pin out. <laughs> I like that that's, that's you think's the worst thing I did on that sofa was sit on it naked. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going to take the pin out now very quickly. Take the pin out, the pin's out. Yep, pin's out. Let's talk pin's about uh, architecture of the Friends Builders. So we can see into Monica's apartment through the balcony. Yes. With the telescope. It's where our creepy pervert is. Directly opposite that window is the door to Monica's apartment. Mm-hmm. Opposite there is the boys' apartment door, mm-hmm. and then how were they seen into their apartment? Because the windows for the back of their apartment are on totally opposite side. Yep. Even if you argue, all right, well, Joey and Chandler's room are like to the left, maybe at a weird, at a weird angle. But we see in later episodes that Joey and Chandler's room. Their windows back onto another building because of the mornings here, guys. There's no window on the back wall in the main room, which in theory would be facing 
the stairwell? No, 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 there is there is a window in the back. Is there? Beh- yeah, behind. So they normally have like curtains and stuff up. Okay, fair. Um, so yeah, so there, there's physically no way without using mirrors, you could see into any of their apartment. No, it's an odd. Like at best, Joey's room, but even then, based on the hallway, there's multiple apartments next to theirs. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't add up at all. Yeah, I I bet if you actually like drew their apartment, you'd be like. They they shouldn't even have any windows where they do. No, it make, makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So how he was seen, don't know. What he was cooking, and yeah, Chandler Chandler's line there is great. Of like, what are you looking at me for? I didn't know this. I mean, you know, I assume when Joey cooks for Chandler, he puts clothes on. Maybe. Maybe maybe he doesn't. Maybe maybe Chandler sat down there trying to work out how many times he's had toast in bed and he was made naked. Be now right. Uh, so we then end up back at the. Dentist or the orthodontist. Uh, Rachel is upset about what happened because of you know, Barry and Mindy because he's, you know, said happened. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's confessed to... Yeah. To, to you know, him and Mindy getting together. Which is just inappropriate. No. But Which I, I thought she knew already. Uh, she knows that they went to Aruba together. Yeah, so I just assumed she'd know, right? Yeah, I assume you'd put two and two together and be like, okay, they, they went and, you know, they were in our thing. And then the, obviously the engagement thing comes up and I'll be like, yeah, that's not a shock really because no. they want a honeymoon together. Um, so yeah, so it's a bit weird her being, you know, a year later upset at this point because I, like we say, would have assumed. Uh, Bobby is about to come in though, little child. Yep, five-year-old Bobby. And sit on the chair they just had sex on. Which is gross. Is, yeah, he's gross. Poor, Again. Poor Bobby. Uh, but you know, like... They they try to hide like oh that they were kissing or whatever in front of me. It's like you know, I'm twelve. I I know what you're doing. Yeah, like, that's right. Uh, and know, at some point, Barry comments about Rachel being better in bed than Mindy. Yes, and this really angered me. I was like, you pig. Well, you can never say say it to anyone because even if you mean it, it's such a weird thing to say. Like you can't be like, oh, you're so much better than my ex because that's just a weird comment that you're comparing. It's weirdly intimate. Like, you don't need to know that information. No. Like, it's like Ross says, no one likes change. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, well, even if you was like, oh, you know, you, you make sandwiches better than my mum. It's like, that doesn't help anyone. Well, I mean, that's fair because it's, it's not creepy. Like, if you said you have sex better than my mum, that would be weird. <laughs> well, that would be very <laughs> <That'd> be weird. <laughs> but, like, a sandwich is a sandwich. Like, you know. No, but it's, it's still, like, it's still weird to comment in that way. You can go, oh, this is a great sandwich. But to compare it to someone else's that's kind of related to you is a bit odd. So it depends on context. Like, I make good cups of tea. I mm. make tea well. And if someone was to make a cup of tea and go, oh my God, this is better than a Ryan tea, that context would be like, oh, okay. I feel like I'd do that in a jokey way to put someone down, though, not to act as a compliment for you. No, I think I'm, well, I used to make all the tea when I worked for the, the, the mouse. And like I would get to work, and people would be like, "Is Ryan coming in today? I want a cup of tea because I made good tea." And the only person who made better tea than me was Jane. Um, so occasionally I'd make tea, and they go, "This is almost a Jane level tea," and I'd be like, oh, "I did well, like, yeah, pat myself on the back." Well, 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 it works differently in that context, doesn't it? Because because yeah. you're being reverse complimented somehow. Well, mostly because it's not about sex. Yeah. It's just a really yeah, so. horrible thing to share. And then, even though Rachel and Mindy aren't close at this point, it's still weird to be like, "You're better in bed than you make." Well, and now you're going to imagine it, right? Yeah, it's just... Ugh, and, no. and, you know, it's Barry. You know what's gone on. First time didn't count. No, it, it's just... it's just, Well, you don't need to comment. Why would you talk about that? It's a weird thing 
the daughter. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's made me think of him as a pig immediately. But then he, he does the classic thing of offering to take Rachel away, which Rachel has done in the previous episode as well, mm-hmm. which seems to be the go-to. I wish I knew people would take me away for upsetting me. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to go away somewhere, right? I'd just pretend to be upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when she can't find her bra, somehow, like, he's thrown it <laughs> over, like, it's the other side of the room. To be fair, in, in credit to the actor who plays Barry, whose name escapes me, um, he mimes like this little action of like where Rachel stood and kind of like flicks his hand to one side of like, yeah. oh, I remember throwing the bar in, the bra in this direction and yeah. then it's on top of whatever that cabinet is. Want to get it as far away from you as possible in case it accidentally ends up back on you again. I just I just found <laughs> the gesture hilarious, like a nice little ad. He could have just looked around the room as like, oh, where's the bra? But the fact he did the like reenacting of the... Throwing the bra, I quite liked. I thought it was a good choice as an actor. And, and I'm just looking at our show notes here, and one of us, probably me, maybe this is where the nipples thing comes from. That's definitely a you <laughs> <Yeah>. lie. <laughs> <laughs> so when people do their react videos to, to us, they'll be like, hi, I'm John. Maybe this is where the nipples thing comes from. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but yeah, so as I said, uh, you know, like Bobby's there, you know, he's 12, and he goes, I'm, you know, I'm not stupid, but you... Yeah, but he kind of walks in and they're in a weird state of, like, well, they're kissing, Bobby and Rachel are kissing, yeah. and Bobby's like, I'm not stupid, I'm 12, or yeah. whatever, and it's like, well... It's, it's another, like, slightly cocky young kid in Friends. Yeah, I mean, if I was that kid, I'd be like, oh, you've cleaned this place. Like, he's not a shy, he's a 12-year-old New Yorker, yeah. he's not clearly not a bashful kid. So I'd, I'd want to be like, well, if you just done... And then maybe the room smells a bit? I don't know, like... <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> just make it even worse. <laughs> I didn't oh. do it. They had sex in a medical office. It wasn't me. I'm just like, surely, you know, it may, it may be slightly pungent. <laughs> I have so many questions that I don't want to ask, so I'm not going to ask them. Uh, so let's move on. Chandler is now freaking out as uh, the woman still hasn't called him back, despite leaving or trying to leave weird messages. I mean, you just got to sack up, really, ain't you, Chandler? Like, but like we've we've all been there with the anxiety where you like call someone like you're really into and they've not responded. You're like, is it because of me? Like because they're ghosting me, or I assume they're just busy. I really assume they're just busy. But you, it gets to you, right? See, I'm I'm not much of a talk on the phone. I'm a texter. Yeah. So and they're knocking about texts. You can see them. I was going to f- say now is even worse, right? When you're like, they read my message instantly. They've not replied. And you're like, well, you could be busy or you could just be not talking to me because you don't like me yeah. in neurotica. Which, <laughs> you know, it's probably like 50-50, right? Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's self. Yeah, well, I mean, I've... The thing is, I, I always take it as like, how interested is this person in me? So when you get a text message, do you reply straight away? Because like, I'm awful at replying to things nine times out of ten. But I mean, like, a dozen group chats of all different... Mm. Like, then people will text me. So sometimes... Someone I really mean to reply to will text me and then I'll get a message from my mum saying that the internet's not working and I'll be like, ugh, let me fix this. And I'll genuinely forget to text them back. Yep. But then I know that if the roles are reversed and I'd text me and, and I end up like, why hasn't Ryan texted me back? I see a little smiley face in the corner having read the message. Yeah, like, has he, is he not, is he, does he not care? Like, I'd, be, I'd get neurotic about it. Yeah. Chandler's just next level. Uh, no, I, I think this is fair of Chandler. Like, he doesn't get... Lots of women wanting him all the time. And so when there is one like he, he likes, like of course he wants to see him again. Well I think if the date I think in my to me, if the date went that well, I'd be more relaxed. I'd be more anxious uh, if I wasn't sure how the date went and then was anxious to have a second one. I, I guess it, it depends on like who can still have a great date and then they just still don't want to see you again for whatever reason. Like they might have just wanted 
a fling. Might be like a Rachel. I want to be flung just the <laughs> once, right? Fair. Um, so who knows? But, you know, he he then calls her, which is the right thing to do, and hangs up as soon as she answers. Like, no. Well, I guess he was prepared to dial the number. He wasn't prepared for her to pick up. Like, it's, it's like the exact opposite of leaving a message. You know, he's suddenly got to think of an actual conversation that she's going to respond to, and he's like, uh... Okay, yeah, he should have probably thought about this before he called. I mean, he clearly is overthinking it. Yes, I overthink, especially in, in dating. Mm. Um, I basically have to catch myself and just switch off. Otherwise, I, I start literally being like, why did she use this word when this synonym is clearly more appropriate <laughs> of what she's trying to like, I just overanalyze the language. And then I'm like, sure, Brian. You just... She said she was going to the gym with her female friend. What could that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be like, wait, why did they use this word? And then... Nine times out of ten, it's because they don't know that many synonyms for that word. Like their vocabulary won't be as like I guess robust as mine. Which makes it sound weirdly really <laughs> arrogant. <laughs> yes. <it does. laughs> but sometimes like they'll say something and I'll be like, Oh, they they're not really interested. Maybe I should, you know, be less invested in, in this based yeah. on this text message. And then like two or three days later they'll call me and be like, Well, oh, Ryan, I had an amazing time, blah 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 and I'm like this was not indicated by your choice of words <laughs> in the previous message. <laughs> Here's the dictionary for your birthday. Enjoy. I mean, like I've said several times in a, in a former relationship, I, we'd get into arguments um, because of the word usage, mm. where they'd say something and it would suggest a certain thing. And I'd go then go off down that path and be like, that's an entirely unacceptable thing to say. And then midway through them rambling around what they were actually trying to say, I'd be like, wait, did you mean blah, 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 blah? And they go, yes, that's exactly what I meant. And then immediately the argument's diffused because what they actually meant didn't take, didn't go down this yeah. path. It went down that path. And I'm like, okay, it's not an argument anymore because you meant this when you could have said that. Do you but, know what? I, I feel like a psychologist could listen to our you know, 20 episodes at this point and come up with all sorts of things yeah. oh, about you. My right family now. do it. We'd, we'd, when me and my family is like a teenager would get into arguments with my family, they would deliberately accuse me of using words they don't understand to try and win the <laughs> argument. And I'd be like, it's not my fault. You don't know what that word means. Yeah. Well, why don't you just say it simply? And I'm like, because the word I used more accurately portrays what I'm feeling right now. So that's why I said it. And then, but what I always go, He's just using them big words on purpose. And they'd, they'd get angry at me because they thought I was talking down to them. And yeah. I was like, I'm not. This, I, I, word this, means. this word is the simple way of saying it because if you know what it means. Well, yeah, essentially. It's like, you know, Chris Tarrant is a millionaire. It's only easy if you know the answer. Like, yeah. if that's what the word meant, so that's why I said it. Yeah. It's, and when you know a word, you know a word. It's like explain if you were to, if we were to say explain to someone, like, explain to them how to play, I don't know, insert Nintendo franchise that you love. You'd be like, this isn't it explaining. It's super easy. Whereas I'd pick up there and go, uh, I'll just jump. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 to me, you know, I, I see a thing, I hear a word. That's what it is. Yeah. And plus, I've, I've never been embarrassed to not know what a word meant. Yeah. So when I read stuff, if I find a word, I don't know what it means, I'll Google it. Before smartphones were a thing, I would have a dictionary. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I just saw your face. Like, I remember when I was a teenager and I was reading The Three Musketeers for the first time, right. which is my favorite book. I had a dictionary in my bag while I was reading it on the bus and stuff because routinely, because it was an old French novel, words would pop up and I didn't know what they meant. They were like, I think oh. I think that's fair. Like same with Shakespeare. Yeah. Where you're like, what does this mean? And then you look up and go, oh, it it doesn't mean anything. It was a nonsense word he made up. Yeah, lots of words he made up. To be yeah. fair. But yeah, so I just do that. So then obviously then it'd be a word that I've now added to my vocabulary because I looked it up in the book when I didn't understand it. But then you you use it in public with everyone who doesn't know what it is. 
And then you go, I wonder why they think I look down on them all the time. No, don't. It's just, I like language, as we know. And it's, if when you learn a new word, like when you watch Countdown, and you're like, oh, I didn't know there was a word for this. Like, I love Susie Dent's Dictionary Corner. It's the best part of British TV. Well, I think with that, it is uh, time for a quick break. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual formats to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play! On the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, we ask the tough questions. Killing a Rayman, whatever that may be, is that really so bad? Like, no, is he I even alive? Like, do we know? <laughs> he I, I, does he, he have any like desires, it. Cal? Does he have any dreams? We're ranking the top games of all time, and it's not a task we take lightly. There are three Battletoads, Drash, Zitz, and Pimple. Uh, they're all skin problems, get it? Two of them are the same skin problem. This has always bothered me. <laughs> Zitz, Rash, and Eczema. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, <laughs> even that makes more sense. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week. Subscribe at greenlitpodcast.com. Remember at the start of this episode where we said there probably wouldn't be that much to talk about because it's quite an uneventful episode. I yeah. think we probably spent more time not talking about the episode than we have about the episode. I think we have so far, yeah. I guess in the industry, Mark, that's what they'd call padding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like it's all related to, to what we're talking about. And it's and it's not us trying to pad this episode out. It's just our, our natural conversation. Uh, we all know about Ryan's, you know, corner where you go off on little tangents. Tangent, tangent corner, right? Um that's going to be this episode, I think. But no, it's, it's, I don't think it is us padding this, really. No, I was joking. But yeah, it's just, it, hey, it's all relevant. It came <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, which will come up in a future episode as well. <laughs> uh, instead, we, uh, we have Rachel enters um, into the, uh, the coffee shop. And, you know, she says Barry took it pretty well. She had sex in his chair. Is it the coffee shop? It's the apartment. Oh, the apartment. Yeah, it's the apartment. Yes, yeah. so, yes. yes apartment. but because... Again, so she tells Monica we had sex in his chair, which she's in the kitchen with Monica, and the rest of the gang are in the sofa area. So they definitely can't hear so this. They definitely can't hear this, because as we know, <laughs> if you're not in the shot, you can't hear what's yeah. going on. And then Monica's shocked reaction is, you had sex in his chair? But somehow, somehow, this sound manages to defy the TV phenomena and manages to make it all the way to the sofas. It's because she did a Metal Gear Solid logic of repeating it and slightly louder, so now you understand what was heard, what was said. Huh? <laughs> oh, Metal Gear. Like, I'm, just, I'm just imagining David Hare going, you had sex in his chair. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they, they hear it. Um, you know, don't know why, can't let this go. I mean, they all like, take the news really well, don't they? Yeah. Or do they? Well, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to have a listen, I guess, to see how well... I am padding now as I try to find the right clip, right? What, uh, what were you thinking? I don't know. I mean, we still care about each other. There's a history there. It's like you and Carol. No, no, no. It's nothing like me and Carol. Please, if she said to you, Ross, I want you on this couch right here, right now, what would you say? If it helps, I could slide over. <laughs> it's, 
it's a, it's, a, it's a totally different situation. It's it's apples and oranges. It's it's orthodontist and lesbian. I gotta go. Where are you going? I just have to go. All right. Do I need a reason, huh? I mean, I have things to do with my life. I have a jam-packed schedule, and I am late for keeping up with it. Okay. Why don't they know Ross's name is Red Ross already because he goes overboard so many times. He does go massive overboard on this. There's there's so many things both out of universe and in universe that I'm curious about. Okay. Like surely after Ross storms out, Rachel's gonna be like, "What was that about?" <laughs> yeah. And then what? The rest of the group are supposed to go. Hmm. Maybe Ross just doesn't want you to get hurt. Like you have to cover for Ross basically. Yes. Because if you were Arnie should go, well, obviously Ross is in love with you and he's upset that you're getting back with Barry when he was about to make his move, but you can't tell her that. Yeah. And it's just, how did, what was the rest of that conversation like? I, f I think it was Chandler like fumbling his way through it and then a distraction happens. And I think Joey asked about how flexible the chair is. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Ross is upset that his chair is not as flexible. Yeah, I mean, Ross's reaction is ridiculous and I've decided it's because he's American. Okay. Because Americans oh, right, are... Right, before you upset everyone, I guess you need to explain this. Yeah, because Americans are very open with their feelings. Are they? Yes. As, as a... Well, in comparison to Brits. Okay. Like, I don't know if you take it, like, if you put the world... Yeah, I mean, maybe the Dutch, they're pretty blunt, to be fair. But Americans are way more open with how they're feeling about we are. To the mm -hmm. point where an Englishman would never react like Ross did. We would do what we have to do in these situations. And I've been in situations like this. And yes... I am starting to worry about how much my life is apparently like a sitcom from the 90s. Yeah, I'm going to uh, start calling you uh, Ross soon. Yeah. And it's a rubber situation, but you do what you do with all your emotions and you push them deep down inside, Mark, and make sure you check you've got your stiff upper lip and you carry on. Yeah, British people do do that. Yeah, where obviously Ross and Americans are very open and they don't do that. No. Because it's okay to express feelings, but not in Great Britain. No. In Great Britain, you don't have feelings. You just have nods and responses and carry and, on until they they burst out of you and yeah. in upper opportune moments it's, it's a meme for a reason keep calm and carry on it's, yeah. like, it's what we supposedly do as a nation and yeah yeah i guess i guess you're right there i mean i've I, we've all been in situations where you've had to literally be like no just think of england and and that's adorable <laughs> were, was you were you lying back and thinking of england <laughs> was, was I in a dentist that's, chair? that's what austin powers uh, suggest people do just you know yeah i just can't. I mean, how many times have we been in a situation in a, in, a, in a work experience, for instance, where there's just been an awful customer mm. and you, you're, you want to scream at them, but you, you know, you're professional and you're British. So you just go, yes, madam. Well, well that's, that's when you can have some fun with it, though, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I worked for the mouse again, I would, uh, when someone's annoying me or being rude, my customer service just gets dolled up to about a million. Mm. And I'm almost sarcastically nice you can't tell because i'm good at it but, but yeah i'm just like of course have a wonderful magical day because well, yeah because if anyone like turns around to you like going he was rude to me go well i was very polite to them Did overly it? polite in fact all the time well people would just assume you're being sarcastic but they can't but what are you going to say that i was nice to you yeah like okay you go complain to my boss that i was lovely <laughs> yeah <laughs> far you get. yeah because you're gonna come off way worse than this uh but you know monica's phone rings it's Mindy. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> no. She's calling about her engagement and uh, she wants to see Rachel. What I love about this scene is that it's so, to me, it's so split by gender. So if I wanted you to be my best man, yeah. I would call you and go, Mark, be my best man. Yes. That would be, that would be it. Yeah. I wouldn't need that. Like, Mark, meet me here at a specific time and location so I can ask you a really important question. Yes. I, I, I have something to discuss with you. Yeah. So, oh, really? Like, so like, does she know? 
Plus, if I found out you'd slept with my fiance, I wouldn't wait. Like, it wouldn't be a, Mark, we need to meet at the coffee shop tomorrow. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, why is Rachel worried about this? But yes, I forget that, you know, she's the one who's just recently slept with Barry, but she also knows that Mindy did that before. And then she knows that they slept together before she did. Okay. She just knows that they went to Ruby together and then obviously they got together. Oh, okay, yeah. So at the moment, she's not aware that. Mindy was the other woman before Rachel became the other woman. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, right, yeah, okay. But at the same time, you'd be like, I could take her, it doesn't matter. I just, it, I mean, if I am pretty chill, but if I found out someone had slept with my fiance, the chill would go away. I yeah. would fail at my stiff up live more than likely, yes. especially if it was a friend. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, let's meet tomorrow. You'd be like, I want to shout at you now. Yeah, that door's never locked, so I'd be in that apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what the hell, Mark? Why did you do this? And then. But then, you know, Rachel then calls Barry, you know, very quickly. I need to discuss this. But Mindy answers. That's, a, that's so sneaky and gross. Like, you've slept with Barry. You shouldn't have done it. You know it's wrong. Well, how, how many hours ago was she with Barry? Not long. Yeah. So, you know, just... You know, he's, he's finished up with her, done some dentistry work, and now with Mindy. Because her intention is to go to see Barry and, you know, tell Barry that they've got to stop hanging out because, you know, they didn't get married for a reason. And that fails and they sleep together. Now, I'm not one who believes in the argument of it just happened. But if you assume for a moment that's true and give them the benefit out that it just happened, yeah. it's a mistake. Maybe you're not going to do it again. Whatever. But then when Mindy calls and she thinks she knows, it's really insidious for the Rachel to then call Barry and be like, your fiancé might know we did it. And it's just, <laughs> it's just, it, make, it just makes Rachel come across as like she's deliberately trying to hide it which you really she shouldn't be. It's not a nice, it's not the moral thing to do. No. And like, on the one hand, like she's not going to come off worse in this because she's not marrying Mindy. Like if, you know, if Mindy's upset with her, that's one thing, right? But yeah, but they're not, like she said, they're not, they've not spoke for seven months. No. Like while you can be, well, I'm sure she feels guilty because she, you know, it's not a nice thing to do and therefore she should feel guilty. Yeah. But the, the next step of right now, I'm immediately going to call Barry to try and hide this. To me, that's where Rachel goes from, that it just happened to, right, she's morally wrong. Yeah. Uh, Chandler is still at Monica's, though, with his phone. Just, you know, for some reason, he's waiting for a call. He's, you know, he could be waiting hours at this point. Maybe he's less tense around other people. Otherwise, it would just be him in the apartment and the magical light-bending telescope that the crew person has watching him. Yeah, because the paper is still watching them again. Um, you know, there's a little conversation there about that. And then we, you know, go to Rachel, who's getting ready to meet Mindy, her best friend. Yep. That she hasn't seen in seven months, but still best friend. Uh, and then he's discussing, you know, how her best friend taught her how to kiss, <laughs> where Joey perks up instantly. Did, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yep, she is now the other woman, but Joey has some questions. <laughs> I mean, you naturally would. You would, wouldn't you? Because there, there's a lot of this in Friends where they're like, oh, I learned to kiss through... This weird way, like my hand or, you know, what I thought was your sister or whatever. Like, how did Mindy teach you how to kiss? Well, it, it's this weird, like, dichotomy that, that I guess society, I guess Friends has as a show. Where, on the one hand, you have the Ross, Carol, Susan situation. Where they handle lesbian relationships really responsibly and well. Yeah. Especially for the period. And then, you have... Mindy taught me how to kiss, and then Joey's like excited, pervert, excited man yeah. reaction. And it's the exact kind of cliche, tropey way you'd expect a bloke to react to a lesbian relationship. Yeah. And it's just really weird to me that well, on one hand, we've got Carol and Susan, and then the next, we've got Joey going, So tell me more about you kissing that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just because Joey doesn't mean it in 
like I get necessarily negative way. It's just like this turns me on. I want yeah, to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, this is a pervy way. <laughs> but it's just odd that the show deals with this, that situation in such different ways. That's quite interesting. Because um, I was about to ask you, like, how did you learn how to kiss? Late. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I was, uh, but you all say I overshag it, but I was a very late bloomer in, in that department. So I just, I learned on the job, as they say. Well, I was going to say, like, the, the answer should be, like, you know, just, I've seen it, I guess, on TV or whatever, and I just kind of tried to copy whatever that was. Yeah, I, I, there, there was no guide that you followed, like, right, and uh, you turn your tongue clockwise for, for three turns and then back again. Yeah. No. I've also never asked for feedback, so I could be an entirely <laughs> terrible kisser. And uh, not no, um, <laughs> could be. but no, I just you, I usually know. Yeah, yeah. The the answer should be that no one taught you. You just kind of guessed. Is, that's putting a lot of faith in their ability to teach. Yes. Like surely you'd want to quantify it. Like how do I know they're good? Yeah, I've, you, ki- I've kissed a lot of guys. Uh, okay, that doesn't mean you're good at it though. Yeah, like, have you kissed the same guy more than once? Because if not, that could be a reason. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Uh, so you know Chandler calls this woman uh, Danielle again uh, she answers but she's on the other line she's going to call him back he's very excited that she's going to call him back well yeah you would be excited right he does a little jig his I, little dance I do hate call waiting I, ha- I hate seeing it on my phone I'm like I'm already in a call I wish it would just beep and they would go away because they know it's already engaged and I hate talking to someone they're like yeah I'm happy talking to you now but I'm actually also on the other line because it feels really awkward it's like do you want me to wait or when do you want me to call you back? I like it, but to me, it depends on what's going on. So if I'm on the call to friend A and friend B calls, mm. I won't pick up. I'll be like, no, I'm talking to friend A. I'll call friend B back later. Mm. If I'm on the phone to friend A and then like the doctor surgery calls, I'm going to be like, friend, call you back. Doctor's calling. So it's useful. But that's, that's more of a, I'm going to hang up now rather than I'm going to put you on hold. Yeah, that's true. That's so I wonder, It depends. What, yeah. If it's a doctor's, I'll call you back later. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'll probably just add you to the call. Yeah. I just be like, oh, <laughs> like Barry's calling. I'll just add you to the call. Okay. Uh, we then end up at Central Perk where Mindy walks in to see Rachel and, you know, they need to talk. Rachel's clearly very nervous at where this is going to go. I mean, if Mindy knew it at this point and was planning to confront Rachel about it, she's a sociopath. Because no one's that calm in that situation. Like, you'd have to be, like, unbalanced in some way mm. to be able to wait an entire evening and afternoon to then travel to where the person works to meet them, to calmly confront them about the affair they're having with your partner. Yeah. That's like hiding their body in the woods level of calm. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Because, you know, Mindy uh, wants to ask Rachel something. So, now, I know things have been weird lately, but you're like my oldest friend in the world, except for maybe Laurie Schaefer, who I don't talk to anymore because she's all bitter now that she lost the weight and it turns out she doesn't have a pretty face. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask you this once and I want a straight answer. Okay. Will you be my maid of honor? <laughs> of course! Oh, that's so great! Oh, someone in the city oh, what what would make you think that well ever since we announced the engagement he's been acting really weird and then last night he came home smelling like Chanel 
Really? Mindy, if it'll make you feel any better, when Barry and I first got engaged, he went through a whole weird thing, too. Oh, God, you see, that's what I was afraid of. What? What's what you're afraid of? <gasps> okay, okay. When Barry was engaged to you, he and I kind of had a little thing on the side. <laughs> what? I know, I know. And when he proposed to me, everyone said, don't do it. He's just going to do to you what he did to Rachel. And, and now I feel so stupid. Uh -huh. <laughs> hmm. Oh, Mindy. Oh, you are so stupid. <laughs> oh, we are both so stupid. What do you mean? Why would, why would you come out with this? Especially given that you've just asked her to be your maid of honor. Well, well, I'm not even talking from that. I'm talking about Rachel. Like, Mindy's just told you, like, what happened and why, like, he's acting weird. And, you know, he acted weird, you know, before because it was actually her getting with him. Why would Rachel then be like, I'm the other woman? Like, maybe keep that quiet. I suppose it's kind of like, you know, you, you did it to me, I've done it to you. It's, you know, confession time. Because Rachel fundamentally is a nice person. So I suppose she's like, well, I can confess it now, and I can confess it relatively guilt-free, because <laughs> how are you going to take the moral high ground when you did it first? Yes, yeah. Well, it, de it depends on your friend, right? Because some friends do like to take the moral high ground. I guess. I mean, I don't think there's any high ground in <laughs> no. cheating with someone, but uh, <laughs> no, no. I guess you could try. <laughs> like, no. if you did it first, that's worse. Like, you know, Ra Rachel is right to be annoyed and upset, but at the same time, like, she broke off the engagement, not Barry. If, it, if Barry had broken it off, I think she would have more right to be annoyed and upset because obviously Mindy got in the way. Yeah. Whereas because she broke off unknowingly, like you can be annoyed at what happened, but at the same time, like, it shouldn't really matter at this point because you don't want him anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose to Rachel, it just reinforces, you know, wow, I'm glad we didn't get married because now I know who he really is as opposed to... But we also know what Barry does now. He basically takes women for dinner and buys them Chanel. I mean, maybe I should try that. It seems to work. Chanel's expensive. <laughs> it is different. No, it's not that expensive. It's moderate. I well, if, if you was buying it for a woman that you uh, met. I suppose it depends how many women I'm buying it for, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and also, they might just be happy with the Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, great. Oh, cheers, great, Ryan. <laughs> great, great perfume, terrible kissing. <laughs> Fair. Uh, then Joey enters and sees Rachel and Mindy hugging. Uh, he's happy to casually just watch and fantasize. What I find weird about this is. The girls have a really kind of downplayed reaction to find out that they'd each cheated with the same person. Hmm. Like, oh, I betrayed you as a friend and you've betrayed me, betrayed me as a friend with the same guy. Let's be friends. To me, it's, it's weird. Like, it, it is weird. Like, I get where you might be like angry initially and be like, right, let's team up and take Barry down. But they're not angry. They're, they were upset and apologising. I guess they were much closer friends before Barry like if, than if, we ever get a sense of. If it was a guy that you had both seen but weren't dating, fine. But this is a guy you were both planning to marry. Like, yeah. You should both be very upset and annoyed at each other, right? Like We've all, we've all liked people who are in relationships. Yep. But you, you don't play offside, do you? You just get over it? Yeah. Simple. Maybe we're nice people then, Mark. We're <laughs> not Mindy and Rachel. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that is our issue, that we are not into ourselves. You need to be more selfish. Yeah. We need to wreck some homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever cheated with anyone? No. I have. Okay. I've never cheated on anyone, because I wouldn't do that. Right. 
but I slept with someone who had a partner. Oh, okay. I, I should have I should have listened to your question a bit more detailed. Yes. So I've I've never been the cheater, but I've been the cheaty. Um, didn't know. <laughs> did I know? I don't remember if I knew if they had a boyfriend at the time or not. To be honest with you, I I kind of feel like in in that instance, like you don't have any. You shouldn't have any issue with it because, like, if they want to cheat, that's up to them, right? You're just like the the partner in that. Well, I didn't know the boyfriend. No. So I felt morally bad in like a general sense, but there was no like personal guilt in that. I was like, I should not have done that. It was wrong. No, you have no ownership over this. So. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know the dude, so I don't. I haven't got like someone I've now got to apologize to because I, they're not in my life at all. Hmm. But I still felt bad. Because yeah. you know, because you're a nice person. Yeah, I, was like, oh, this... I, I feel like you're trying to cover right now. I, look how nice I am, everyone. No, I did. I, I, I don't feel bad anymore because it was like a decade ago. But okay. I, I felt bad at the time. I was like, that was I shouldn't have done that. But I, I didn't know if you was worried about all the ladies that have probably been messaging in after our last episode, uh, who are super rich and don't know what a prenup is, and you didn't want to put them off them thinking that you're not a nice guy. I mean, my Finley Vale justification is that I was seduced. Okay. Because as we know, I'm oblivious to this kind of stuff, and you have to be pretty direct. So, yeah. you know, it's not like I, I initiated it because that's not what Ryan does. No. Still, naughty Ryan. Yeah, you're, you're not Joey in this situation. <laughs> you're not Joey at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's who you strive to be, and you end up, at, you end up as a Ross. <laughs> but, machine for us. Uh, Joey tries to call Chandler from the coffee shop. Why? Because they can use the phone, apparently. <laughs> like, like, how lazy you have to be not to walk up like a couple of flights of stairs. Um, like, we don't even know why he wanted to call him. Like, what was so urgent? Uh, no, we don't find out. No. But it was urgent enough to then put the phone down and walk upstairs. But yeah, but we know, you know, it turns out that Chandler had actually turned the phone off. Which, you know, is what he thought he had done in his lies, but... Well, his excuse was, oh, I don't know. I've only called you because I accidentally turned my phone off and want to check you haven't tried to call me. Mm. Which I immediately wouldn't believe. If I received that message, I'd be like, okay, whatever person, you clearly just want to call me. Well, surely he's got an answer phone as well, right? Yeah, but the phone was off. and uh... But it's fine because, you know, Joey got the peeper's name. Now, so they have a doorman. Their apartment shouldn't have a doorman. It's a pretty fancy thing to have, given that, you know... But yeah, like they're when you'd you'd have like a super, I guess, in their apartment. But you'll never doorman. Well, you do have a super. We we meet him, don't we? So, um, yeah. So it's a bit weird. But somehow the doorman knows like the peeper's name, based yeah. on there's a person with a telescope over there. Like, like they're really good at counting windows and buildings. In friends, like one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. It's, it's... And, and now, like the layout of this build makes no sense because we see the outside of the apartments. And, you know, they're on the, the end of, like, a cube, I guess, of a block. So, like, well, I have seen some builds in New York where they're, like, very fancy apartments which go on for, like, a whole block wide and, like, they're all fancy in terms of, like, how they are. They're not just a rectangle shape. But this one is clearly, like, just a, a cube shape, isn't it? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe slightly different. But, yeah, so it's, so it's weird how, you know, this other building that can also look into two apartments is also part of their building. I don't think it's part of their building. Well, it's got to be if the doorman knows who, who the telescope person is. I assume it's the doorman of a different building that you went across as you did Mate, check. Oh, yeah, that, that'd make more sense. Um, it's not it, very clear either way, to be fair. No, but. but it turns out Sydney Marks, which is a strange name. It's a, it's a, it's a nice ambiguous name, I suppose, yeah. for certain. They, they should have gone with like a B, something like that. Like a, a name that can be male or female, which is, I guess, what they've done here. But Sydney, 
I guess Sydney, you assume, is a guy's name, but I've never met a Sydney. No, me neither. No, I'm trying to think like, no. Uh, but, you know, he gets the number and it calls them. It turns out it's actually a woman, not a man. Well, when this, like, revelation happens, I was, I was like, did I just assume that the peeping person was a man because yes. it seems like a pervy man thing to do? Yes. Or was it because the people in the show assume it's a bloke and I just went along with it? No, it's probably the first one, right? If you went up to 100 people and said, like, person with a telescope watching you, being, being pervy, what sex are they? What gender are they? You'd say man. Probably, yeah. So, you know, women can be just as pervy as men. It's true. Uh, but, you know, so he starts shouting at her and she starts flirting back and compliments him. So kind of kind of tones it down very quickly. And, uh, you know, she distracts Joey instantly by just asking him. I assume I, she's asking him what he's into based on his like response. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Like, it seems a bit weird to be like, so what type of sex are you into? Like, he's just been shouting at me. It's a bit of a weird question to ask. <laughs> because his response is mostly free ways. Well, see, this is where the show notes had me in an absolute fit of tears earlier. <laughs> because I don't know. Like, we're talking a little about dirty minds. Yeah. This is definitely you having a dirty mind. Because she's talking about his physique and asking what he's into. And he says, mostly free weights. Oh, does as in, as in freestanding weights. <laughs> equipment. So when I read mostly free weights, I was just like, where is Mark's mind? Because that's what Joey, I think, would say. <laughs> I mean, Joey would answer that question that way, I guess, if you were asked are you, that. Are you sure he says free weights? I mean, I didn't check, Did, I didn't check the, 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 the subtitles, but I'm confident that someone, because obviously Joey walks around naked or shirtless a lot, and she's like, oh, what do you do? And I assume him saying mostly free weights is because she's complimenting him. Mm, I don't think she's it's, trying it's, to seduce him. No, because the way he's like, oh, yeah, mostly free ways. Like, no, uh, I'm pretty sure it's free weights. Okay, we need to look this up because I've, you know, that, saying free weights, that doesn't sound like a Joey thing. We know he doesn't really go to the gym. That's what okay. he uses, his free yeah, weights. Yeah, he does, but... I don't, just it's the way he says it as well. Because the conversation would be really odd to be like, ah, oh, so do you like multiple sexual partners at the same time? Tom Monica should look nice in the green dress, by the way. So your sex, it just free weights definitely makes the most sense. It does. It's just the way he comes across and like he's like, oh, mostly free ways. But I, I was crying <laughs> and onto my iPad because I was like, what does Mark think this person's saying? You know what? We're gonna have to look this up now. Um, I think we're gonna have to pause pause this. Oh, we'll and pause and we'll have a look. So we've just looked at the clip with subtitles on. We've done our research. And and what was it, Ryan? It turns out that Mark does have a day in mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's in fact three weights. Um, as, in, as in lifting weights. Yeah, you know, dumbbells and other not sex with multiple partners. No, which is, <laughs> you know, I... I I can't excuse myself, but basically, but basically, <laughs> but basically, you know, Joey probably would be into that. Given that it's Joey and this person's a peeping yes. Tom, I can see why your brain went that way. Yeah. Um, it's just very, it was very comical to me when it popped up in the <laughs> yeah. show notes. I was like, wait, what's going on? Oh, I'm embarrassed now. Uh, so yeah, Sydney is charming about everyone. Says that uh, Monica looks like Ingrid Bergman. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Okay. We probably should have done some research there. Let's pause it. <laughs> And it's a compliment. I was like, yeah. it was like a really old-fashioned name. It made it. I mean, I assume she's some kind of old-fashioned. Yeah, it's, movie it's, star. It's like a Frasier moment, isn't it? Where you can say some words and you go, "Oh, I, I get what they mean, even if I don't understand it." Um, she was a Swedish actress, apparently. Okay. We gotta look it up I'm on the fly. On the fly, research. She died in 1982. 
No, that's not true. Yeah, yes, mate. it is. Okay, that was a bit like, it was like years active on Wikipedia, 1930 to 1982. And then I was like, oh, that's when she died. And I was like, well, no, she would have retired before then, I imagine. <laughs> no, she retired the year she died. You know, okay. death kind of forces you to retire. <laughs> it, it does, yes. <laughs> uh, talking about death, we're uh, back at Barry's and Rachel and Mindy enter. Hey. Hey, you got a second? Sure, sure. Come on. In. Hello, sweetheart. Um, oh, what you, what you guys doing here? Uh, we are here to break up with you. Both of you? <laughs> Basically, we think you're a horrible human being and bad things should happen to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I am so sorry. I'm an idiot. I was weak. I, I couldn't help myself. Whatever I did, I only did because I love you so much. Uh, which one of us are you talking to there, Bear? Uh, Mindy. Mindy, of course, Mindy. It was always Mindy. Even when we were having sex in that chair? I swear, look, whatever I was doing, I was always thinking of you. Oh, please! During that second time, you couldn't have picked her out of a lineup. You did it twice? First time didn't really count. I mean, you know, it was Barry. Oh, honey, baby, sweetheart, look. Just, just give, me, give me another chance, okay? We'll start all over again. Huh? We'll, 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 we'll go back to a Roomba. It's, it's just so slimy. Like, you hate Paolo, right? Yep. But everything he said, though, is much worse than Paolo, I guess. It's just a, this, this self serving, clearly nonsense. I mean, crap. It comes out with yes. it's the fact that look, they have to ask which one are you talking to, and there's there's zero kind of like acceptance of what he did. It's just like, oh, uh, deflect, and yeah, hey, it, I love you, and I'll pick one. And he, he should have took ownership of it and be like, no, it's never Rachel. It's always you, Mindy. Not like trying to say something that appeases both of them at the same time. Yeah, and then he's forced to pick one and arbitrarily picks Mindy. Like, if you're Mindy, how are you going to take anything this seriously? If you're Rachel, surely you're like, forget this guy, I left him once. Why did I ever get involved? Well, he's, he's going to pick Mindy because Rachel's not in a relationship with him. And she's already left him once, so she's got, like, the confidence to. Whereas as we, we learn out shortly from Mindy, she wants the money and the name. Yeah, she, she wants to be Mrs. Berry. But I, I did like the bit where, the, where she's like, you had sex twice? Well, you know, it's Barry, first time. <laughs> Which is kind of gross as well. It is. And, and disappointing for everyone involved. Yeah, poor Barry. Well, not poor, poor Barry. Poor, poor, Barry. Ra- poor yeah, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, just, no. Just, it's just weird. Um, I guess it kind of goes to show how, how Barry kind of earns affection. Uh, with, you know, he's Chanel and he's, you know, taking them to dinner. And he does. He's not a very, you know, I'm sure an emotionally given person or physically given person. For Have you ever seen the TV show Cheaters? Yes. It's great, isn't it? Mm, no but yes yeah. <laughs> I think it's great like I, I hate it because I'm like what am I why am I watching this like what a waste of time and I'm also like I do like watching the drama <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. because Barry is basically doing that where he's like trying to untangle himself from from his Weber lies but he doesn't know how to how to get out of it at all and just kind of everything he says is wrong well yeah, surely like if if this situation if I was with Barry in this situation I guess I'll just have to be like, fair cop, busted. Yes. Yeah, like, and, and that's my, my link back to cheaters, is no one ever really goes, you know what, I got caught, sorry. Yeah, like, what do you want to do about it? Yeah, it's always like, no, because, you know, the 
the sunshine caused the double reflection and it wasn't really me. I've been really stressed at work lately and and Uranus is like moving through Venus. It's just like, Yeah, it's just like excuses and deflection. Um, but, you know, lucky for Barry. Well, cause I was going to say lucky for Barry, he gets to leave in a second. But actually, they're, they're being pretty nice to him. Really, they should be really... Like, basically, they need Ross to come in and take over. Yeah, to say some, some nasty things, right? <laughs> because they're, they're being pretty calm about this. Uh, but Barry has to leave because a patient is choking on their retainer. As if no one else in this place could, could do, do that. Nah. Like, like, the receptionist should have, like, some basic first aid training. You'd assume so. And, like, take the retainer out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the reason Rachel's so calm is because once she, she left Barry because she freaked out, and then... Barry suddenly reappears in the life, declaring his love for her. And even though I imagine it's quite in her brain, it's quite like, oh my God, he really must love me to forgive me from doing all this. And he kind of built it up. And then she finds out he was having an affair with Mindy. And then she's like, right, he's definitely not the guy for me. So the reason she's calm is because she's like, I'm no longer invested in this at all. Well, yeah, but Mindy should be, you know, going ballistic at him, right? I guess. I mean, again, I suppose you can't really, how are you going to shout at Barry for cheating on you with Rachel when you cheated on Rachel with you? Like, I'm mad that you did the thing we did. So I kind of get why it's muted the way it is. Yeah, but, because... pe- but people don't do think like that, do they? They think what's what's affecting them. Yeah. I suppose to me this, this shows a good level of growth between who Rachel was and who Rachel is. Yeah. Because Mindy basically represents who Rachel would have been if she'd stayed in that, that world and that lifestyle. Yeah, that makes sense. Put in, you know, the status of who she is above the, of the value of the relationship. Yeah. Whereas Rachel's at this point, he's like, well, she's grown as a person. She's not done she, some like vapid airhead. No, she doesn't need him. Yeah. So and so, you know, she's like great telling Barry off. Um, you know, Mindy's still gonna marry him. Only cares about appearances and being Mrs. Doctor Barry Farber DTS, whatever DTS stands for. And I did try and research that. Okay, it came with like military ranks and all sorts of random stuff, and okay. I was like, okay, I have no idea what it means. Yeah, like. Unless I, I assume it is, is an abbreviation for dentist. Like, you know, you know actual doctors <laughs> okay, get yeah. like a doctor at the front of their name. Yeah. Like, it's just like the dentist version of that, but I couldn't find Dent. anything. Yeah, it's, who cares what, what name you have, right? But that's why we're not Mindy or Rachel, I well, guess. Clearly, you know, being faithful isn't a big deal to, to Mindy because if it was, she wouldn't have cheated with Barry in the first no, place. No, no. So I guess in her, you know, what does she want out of a relationship? A well-to-do man who raises her profile socially. Well, she's getting that. So she's happy. And, you know, she still wants Rachel to be maid of honour, which is still weird because she must have other friends, even though she stopped being friends because one of them got slim and found that they weren't attractive. I really like that joke because I've heard people, especially older relatives and stuff, talk about larger people. And it's always when when it's men, they're really nice guys. Mm. And when it's women, she's got a really pretty face. So I've, I've heard this used as like a, Oh, like as if you need to excuse their size. Not that I think you do, but it's almost if like people are like, oh wow, she's a really pretty face because I don't want to say anything mean. Yeah. So I've I've found that really funny because I've heard people use that as if somehow you need to justify their attractiveness based on their size, which you don't have to. No. But it's, yeah, I find it quite funny. But you know what a messed up relationship this all is. Um, it will lead to some fun in the future, though. I guess. It is. I, if anything, I'm more confused why Rachel would agree to be the maid of honor, given that. Her friend and her fiance had an affair. Yes. Like, if anyone at this point we're back to Rachel being the person who can be mad. Well, well yeah, you you've left the guy like 
No, it's weird, isn't it? Like, why would you go and be the maid of honor for the guy that you left? Who cheated on you, that you now know who cheated yeah. on you? It's just like... Yeah, like, well, I wouldn't even... For that bit, just the first bit is just enough, right? Well, I mean, if they broke up, they broke up. Like, It's, it's the same as, um, you know, Ross being at, at Carol and Susan's wedding in a lot of ways. I guess, I mean, their, their relationship was a lot healthier than yes. Barry and Rachel's, but... No, I get what you mean. It's a weird vibe, like... Would you feel comfortable going there? Yeah. Yes or no? Probably not in those cases. No. Uh, Joey walks in on Monica and Rachel hugging. Big day for Joey. Yep, he's having <laughs> lots of girl and girl daydreams right now. <laughs> he needs to get some free weights out, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we're back at the coffee house and they're talking about mascots again. Uh, and then Chandler's date actually turns up at the coffee house. She tried calling him but had his number wrong. Which is a... Yeah, I guess that could happen. So, you know, that's, that's nice that she went to the effort of, like, going there to, to see him. Uh, just wanted to make sure he's okay. Which is a bit odd, because she had his number wrong. Surely that's a better excuse than making sure he's still alive. Yeah, like, it's like, even if that's why she was doing it, because suddenly it entered her head that Chandler might not be safe, you would go, oh, I came down because I've got your number wrong. Yeah, and I want to see you again. You were, oh, okay, fair enough. But I imagine Chandler would take it the way he does, either way. Well, Chandler gets very cocky, doesn't he? Because he, he's... You know, she's sweet and then he starts acting aloof. Yeah. He, he does this a lot where he's like, instantly gets super cocky. Like, yeah, like all the time. Like, I knew this was how it was going to be. Like, I don't need her. Like, she's clearly after me. It's like, no, you were neurotic for hours yeah. and days. I think it's the whole, you know, you want, you want what you want, essentially. But you want something that's harder to attain. Like, you need, people want to feel that they've achieved something. Yes. Oh, I've got this thing that was hard to get, whether it's a job or a, a collectible or a person. And then when you can have it anytime you want it, suddenly when it's available, it's less desirable because you're like, well, why do I want to see this person again? I could have them whenever I wanted. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is a really weird thing Chandler to do given how unlucky he is in relationships. Like, he I'd, is, yes. I'd expect that, relate, that idea, like, that mindset slightly more from Joey who can kind of get who he wants whenever he wants. So why would he value someone who's got a chase? And you never really see Joey that often pine for a particular person. Because women come and go out of his life. Yeah, he might pine for them until he's uh, achieved what he's wanted to achieve, which is to get with them, and then he's yeah, then gets he them. Who was that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Chandler, you know, he's, he's the most serious relationship was Janice. And it's like, well, okay, do you want to go back to Janice, Chandler? Because yeah. you've, you've got the girl who's shaking you alive, or Janice. Yeah. Like, I may be a little less cocky in that instance. <laughs> yeah, Not that I don't love Janice, but, you know. Uh, and that brings us to the end of this episode. We've been going for an hour and 20 minutes somehow. I thought this was going to be one of our shortest ones yet, but it's actually a pretty long one. Yeah, I suppose it, it, there's not many like ha-ha joke clips to go through, but there's a lot to unpack in terms of the social dynamics of the episode. And a lot of padding with real-life Ryan stories. Real-life Ryan stories, and then a brief pause because Mark's got a date in mind. <laughs> we had to do some on-the-air research. On research. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's not one of my favourite episodes, but I've said this before. There's not a bad episode. Like, this is perfectly watchable. Yep. And it, you know, we... We don't see Phoebe in this. No, she's not really about, is she? She's... We don't really see Ross in it. We don't see Monica really in it. Nope. Oh, Monica's very heavily featured in the next episode, isn't yeah. she? It's all about her. The, really. This is basically a, a Rachel storyline, most part. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because Barry's not mentioned that often. No. And I guess to this, maybe it was the writers thinking, you know what, we'll put the, the Barry situation to bed once and for all. And obviously set up for later on. More, more humor and jokes. jokes and that's also when Ross is more in the picture at that point as well true 
but yeah, you're right. It's it's probably is like, you know, she left it kind of open ended. Barry was just kind of there in the background, like, yeah. I I think you're right there. Like, it's just a way to to finish off. You don't need to see Barry and Mindy really again. No, they're not no. particularly likable either one of them. So it's no. like you're not you're gonna <laughs> miss no, them. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So like I said at the start, this this isn't like a a fantastic episode. It's it's fine enough. Uh, hopefully, this has been enjoyable. Um, we. You're probably right what you said earlier. We've said a lot more about things that are not in the episode than actually in the episode. Uh, because if you if you boil down the storylines, a lot of it is just Chandler just being whiny. Yeah. Uh, slight, slight peeping Tom, which doesn't really affect anything. No, and apparently he's acceptable if they're a woman, but not if they're a dude. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the, the peeping Tom was kind of a play on them looking at uh, ugly naked guy all the time. And it was probably like one joke. Yeah. Which was at the start, and then after that, the the joke's kind of done, isn't it? So, yeah, but we need to resolve it because you've mentioned it. So. Yeah, um, yeah, because they, they don't don't know if he ever meets her or what's going on there, do we? I assume he does because he's Joey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's show us some of those free weights. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the end of our episode, Ryan. I think unless you've got anything else to add, no, I'm good. Pretty yeah, much so. some do all up. So next Friday we're going to be back with episode 21, the one with the fake Monica, which I think is an all time classic. Potential yes. top ten. I was very excited that I was making the master notes for this episode because it it is just one of those episodes where you 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 always remember it and there's quite a lot in there in terms of some of the stuff Monica goes through and thinks that you know we've all had moments in our life where we're like what are we doing with our own lives? Yeah. But more on that next week. Only on watching <laughs> friends. <laughs> and where can you find watching friends if you're not already finding us by yeah. listening to us? You can find us on all the usual podcasty places: Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, WatchingFriends.com. On the social medias, Mark, which is Watch Friends Pod on Twitter. And I would like to ask, uh, do please leave us a nice five-star review because that helps us find new listeners and we are always keen to find new people to listen to us because we're that egotistical. Yeah, we, we pad our egos, please. Like we padded this episode, pad our egos. Plus, <laughs> plus I'm sure some of you have, have gone around and gone, so I've got this friend and you've told a story, but that story is basically one of Ryan's stories because <laughs> we've all done this we go i want to tell this story but i don't want to say it's from a podcast i listen to because that are that asks more questions than i want right now i want to tell the anecdote are you implying that we're not really our listeners friends mark well we we don't know them do we they, ha- they haven't written into us either so you can write into us by giving us a, a nice lovely review because that actually genuinely does help us because the algorithms spread it around more because they go people like this Show it to more people. Yep, spread it around like free weights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can uh, write to us at the uh, watchingfriends.com website. We've got a little comment form there, so you can let us know your thoughts on our podcasts and things. And you can also message us on the social medias, where Ryan will definitely read it and try to reply to you as well. But also, he just puts memes everywhere, like friends memes. I do like so, that. So it's enjoyable just to read. Uh, probably one of the nicest feeds on Twitter, I would say. Yeah, this, it's definitely it's not, it's not, not toxic. It's, it's not funny. a high bar to reach. It, it's not, no, to be fair. Uh, and where else can people find you on Twitter and places, Ryan? As always, they can find me at gamehype.co.uk for all gaming, nerdy reviews and shenanigans. And you can find me at fuzzballs.co where I sell lots of merch of t-shirts and mugs and all sorts of things. And I have a little Patreon there where I do lots of drawings of little cute animals uh, in comics. Do check that out. Uh, I think that's us done for a much longer episode than I thought it would be. It is. So. Had him for the win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, um, 
Cheerio. Yeah. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.